Also, oh, yeah. we got to do some Big Daddy Kane. We talked yeah, about Big Daddy Kane. I would love to get into his legacy yeah. and like That's how when, like hip hop was really beginning to. Yes, hip hop is so young, off. man. Hip hop yeah. is so fucking it young. Is. It's it kind is. of insane to think about it because like. We talk about. I was, I was thinking about like the eighties. I'm like, we can't get into the nitty gritty of like good hip hop until like 85, 86, 87. You know what I'm saying? That's not too far. Away. Like that's like thirty years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And hip hop just started to get its stride in the nineties, and then became like super mainstream in the two thousands and stuff like that. It's like the progression of this genre is kind of insane. That doesn't. We kind of think because of how kind of young we are. It's been in our lives the whole time, but there was a good long time before hip hop was really like a thing where you every week or every other month you're getting a good hip hop album. You know what I'm saying? Every few months you're getting Run DMC and then maybe you're getting the Beastie Boys in like 85, 86, you know, you're getting LL, you know, like, but now every fucking week. You know, every Friday, I you know there was just Freddie Gibbs' new album just came out this week, and I'm still not done with uh fucking JID's new album. I mean, there's so J-I-D much. JID album was JID album was really I keep good. To it over and over again. I don't really like rapidy rap niggas like that, but he really like dug into his back his and rap created has, songs. His raps they have substance in them, and and they have uh, they have depth, and yeah, he actually talks about certain issues, and you know, even the fact that saying you know. I re- he has this one song, I forgot the name of it, but he talks about eating a bologna sandwich, things like that. And he's like, you know, if I had a bologna sandwich, he said, I don't have so many bologna sandwiches. If a nigga make one for me right now, I'd probably kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then on the second verse, he was talking about his struggle. He said, he said, I don't ate so many bologna, I ate so many bologna sandwiches that if I had one right now, I'd still probably eat it. Just Damn. talking about being humble. You know what I mean? Yeah. First verse, he was talking about, you know, him not being on that level. He was talking about it what he have now and how he was so used to just being poor. You know, I, I love that fucking We're album. used to that. We get, yeah. we can kind of coast J-I-D off that. got a really, really good, good album. J, there's been a lot of good albums that came out this year. Like a lot mm-hmm. of, this is actually a lot of good, I was actually, I'm very happy that, I feel like Kendrick really set the bar. I feel like, like we're in the, this is what the 80s did, right? So in the 80s, we had original artists. There was yeah. no internet or anything. But also, it was a uh, it was a time of experimentation as well, because you didn't know who was the hottest person. Though I seen Big Daddy came first, I might have seen him first, and he rapping, doing his thing, got mad people in the street listening to him. Yeah, let's sign this young man. You feel me? But how did how did you know that the person down the street went dope as hell too? Exactly. Now this everybody's is everybody's doing it. Right. So this is where we're at nowadays. This is why I feel like this is that type of vibe. It's but now. You have so many people who can do so many other people's styles. Now I can go on the internet and just get that one person who doesn't sound like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like that 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 new. I'm excited though where music is gonna go. You know, I'm I'm super excited about. I it. feel like I feel like in the next few years, if people are still, I feel like there's <clears throat> there needs to be a change, and I feel like the change is happening in the guard of like who is the most important like hip hop artist. Like, I feel like people are starting to realize a lot of the acts that are, like, there are not there. You know, mm. they're not there in hip-hop anymore. Like, I, Drake dropped Honestly Nevermind this year. That's not a rap record. He's not... His head isn't in rap. Kanye's last few records, they're, he's not in rap in his head. You know what I'm saying? Even J. Cole. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think J. Cole's in rap. This nigga's trying to be a basketball player. I you think know what I'm saying? People are really getting away from people just want to just make music. I honestly think it's just going to be like, is it just music? There's I think the people like who are hungry, the people who are hungry are going to keep making hip hop adjacent music. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's, it's like what you said. People, it's like vibes now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's feelings now, less mm-hmm. about like genres. So many people are stepping into other genres even Absolutely. me myself i'm working on an album i'm not worried about bars mm-hmm. i'm worried about like melodies and is this going to be catchy is this going to be relatable you know what i'm saying i'm still going to be rapping but in my head i'm like i want to push beyond spiritual lyrical miracle swimming pools fucking bullshit or or, or shit that's like really only important to me Absolutely. you know what i'm saying like i want to make universal music stuff that people can uh, sing at concerts and people can sing when they're going home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of that, but I want to get more and more into that. You're and I think into that threshold. Of yes, like really becoming an artist. When you first start to make music, you just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Just want to be heard. You want to say something dope. You don't want to be cliche. Don't want to be cliche. Da, da, da. But there are rules to music. There's a reason why you, some of the most simplistic songs go crazy there's a reason why there's a reason why somebody can just talk about this morning i woke up had a cup of coffee and, you know, and it'll go crazy and you're like what the fuck i'm talking about some real life shit i'm over here talking about how poor people doing this and you know how the world is all fucked up and then here they come this person talking about fucking you know just waking up in the morning pulling the covers off of fucking face. always <laughs> i always think about uh the difference between uh late registration and uh graduation because Kanye did the exact same thing like mm-hmm. there's a bazillion songs on late registration mm-hmm. there's skits and a lot of the songs some of the, a lot of the shit goes long it's way more simplified on graduation less skits songs are a bit more anthem like more mm-hmm. and he's still being himself Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he lost his grandma on late registration too. Yeah, and then and then right after loses his mom, like it's crazy. It's crazy. But like, that's the kind of transformation I want to make. And if you look at, you know, we only at that time knew Kanye from those two albums. But he had been working in the music industry in like '96, '95. So he had hit that ten year. I feel like once you hit like 10, 10, 10 years, ten, eleven years, that's when you really can start like really getting and understanding how to be the best at any craft. I look at like NBA players and NFL players like niggas going into college it's like oh he's he, he played in high school a little bit it's like nah that nigga was playing basketball or football his whole life. life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've been doing that for a really long time and you know oh he's only 18, 19 like nah like okay but like I've been playing since I was like a little 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 nigga so like I'm now just forming this and becoming this. And, and it's kind of funny seeing the people in high school that walk on to teams and everything. They're the ones that talk about going to the NBA or the NFL the most. Yes. And then you got the people who have been playing it their whole lives. They don't. It's like, because mm-hmm. they know it's like, all right, I'm either going to be good enough to get there or I'm not. Yep. And they're just going to keep working and keep grinding and hopefully... Then you got the one kid, I'm going to be the next Tom Brady. It's like, dude, you're walking on as a freshman. Exactly. That's not going to happen. And then you got most people who just happy to be playing. Yep. Yeah. I yep. love people who just live in the middle, bro. The I middle do, is, bro. A good, is a good, it's a good I area. Do, bro. Some people just, I love NBA players, people coming off the bench, shit, practice players. They're just like, I'm chilling. I don't even want to get in the game. 
Yeah. If I get in game, it's a surprise. I'm still gonna <laughs> do my thing, you know. But yeah. um, you know, it's just like I love people who live like that. It's like I'm I'm good just being a professional. You know what I mean? Like people is like behind scenes. You'd be surprised at some of these songs you see who's accredited to them and who wrote. Oh my just god! Just because dude. they were linked up in the studio at their time, or this person mm-hmm. was in that room. It's like, oh, I got something for that. This should go like this. That's really. the thing. Music is not. Uh, it's not. Uh, no, no kind of music is a is a solo thing. Everybody has to have someone. You know, there's always somebody else helping out. You know, Big had Puff, mm-hmm. Big had Junior Mafia with him. You know what I'm saying? Even Pac. You know, either he was with you know Death Row or earlier in his career with Digital Underground. Mm-hmm. You know that. Or them outlaws. The out the motherfucking outlaws. Who you know what people don't give enough credit to. Great verses, man. Dude, they came to Great the fucking, stuff. you know, they they almost they came to the Pima County Fair like oh, Really? Yeah, like two years ago. Before, I think it was like before the pandemic or some shit like that. Shout outs to the Outlaws. If outlaws you guys are good, listening bro. to music podcasts and you stumble on this show, shout outs to you, the Outlaws. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had a great, great verses on Hit 'em Up, even though I know you guys probably didn't have a personal thing against Big. You, mm-hmm. Great verses on Hit 'em Up. You know, they don't they don't detract. You know. Yeah, yeah you know what. Without a reasonable doubt, their best stuff. You know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's, I knew it. That's how I, I fucking knew it. I'm just like, Segway. as soon as you said something, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> knew you were segueing. You fucking segueing bastard. Every podcast, I'm like, all right, how am I going to work a segue into this? And sometimes it just appears. Yeah, that and that appeared. That was beautiful. just like how Jay Z appeared mm. with his debut album in 1996. Hey, 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 what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, no one, space creatures, human creatures, uh, sewer dwellers. Sewer dwellers? They don't get reception down there. Who knows? This is 2022. Have you been into a sewer? Not recently. They don't get reception down there. Damn. Yeah. Well, maybe they've come up from the sewer and they're like... They hold their hand out of the manhole oh to get God. a signal just yes. so they can download our podcast. Just so they can download our podcast. Yeah. I love yeah. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those sewer dwellers. They're the real people, you know? Exactly. Cats, snakes, chickens, ducks, elderly people, and twerkers. We present to you, Hey, that's the name of the album. Uh, retrospective, 1996, episode three or four, however we feel like releasing it, you know? Yeah, did we, did we, what did we record last week? Uh, we did Beck Odelay. Odelay. Okay. Odelay. I got our seasons mixed up sometimes. Hey, we got a lot going on. As we were recording Odelay, I'm like, I don't remember seeing a song called Odelay on there. Why are we doing this? And you're like, (laughs) well, because we finished the season. Yeah. And now we do this stuff. Yeah, we do the retrospective. It's like, wow. It's me, it's me, Benny G, a.k.a. Gabe Olo, a.k.a. Black Lightning, a.k.a. Brown Lightning, a.k.a. Big Ben. We are here. It's me with my friend C Money, Colin. C Money. Chocolate. I'm going to white chocolate in a Big Ben bong. Yeah, you say I like that. Ben. That's a good one. Like you know, it's funny. I was uh, rewriting the sketch I wrote. And I made a reference to Big Ben. Well, that's weird. Two Big Ben references in a day. You're making a reference to me, your uh, friend, yeah. your podcast partner. So it's the girls complaining, like, oh, all the kids in class were acting like Big Ben and yelling bong every hour. 
That sounds like me. Yeah. That That's does, what you that, do. That does sound like me. Except you're not yelling bong. You're like, where's the bong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That is me. Uh, and today we are doing Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt. Uh, we have a special guest here, uh, as we usually do for the retrospective. Uh, we have a change of scenery, too. You guys don't really see where we record. We record at Colin's apartment. Yeah. I'm not giving them any coordinates well, or anything. No, I know, but here's the thing. We were going to do video during season two. We dropped because we couldn't get the cameras one week. So we're just like, well, we can't have one week without video. Yeah. So we just scrapped all the video. Yeah. We'll be back at some point. You know, definitely. Yeah. It, it's good to focus on one thing for now. Uh, but we wanted to change. I wanted to change a pace, and I wanted to change a scenery. So we're at this man's humble abode. We won't give you the coordinates. We got Trey in the motherfucking Whee! building. Bop, bop, bop. Had to give him three of them. What go on? Exactly. <laughs> we had to bring in somebody uh, a little bit more uh, seasoned than us for this album because I personally love hip hop. I want to talk to people who were there in the thick of the East Coast, West Coast beef, the beginning of the South rising up, the beginning of Jay-Z rising. I don't think Trey's that old. He doesn't remember the South rising up. Not that, not that <laughs> time. Not that time period. I could go on about that time period. It's <laughs> a one time period you know really well. <laughs> uh, Trey, how are we doing today? I'm how are we doing, good. man? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, bro. Feeling... Uh... Feeling good, feeling anxious, just like everybody else. <laughs> I like that. Feeling anxious, just like everybody else. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay. There's, it's okay to not be okay. Bro. Yes, yeah. it's okay to not be okay. Like, um, there. Speaking of Jay Z, there's a line that he has on uh, "Watch the Throne," where he goes, uh, "Where the fuck is the press?" Where the fuck is the prez? Either they know or don't care. I'm fucking depressed. Damn. And I was like, yo. It's both. Jay-Z is a millionaire. It's both. And he's still depressed? Oh, it's okay. It's, it's okay both. to be depressed. It's both. Yes. They, uh, they know and they don't you know? care. It's both. Yeah. It, we as human beings can be so many things. Mm-hmm. There's no. That's why I hate when people like how I don't actually like Write that it. down. That's a good bar. What? Uh, human beings can be many things. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna write that down. Human beings can be many things. That would that that, that sounds you. good. Thank it you for catching like, that. Rolls off the tongue. Sometimes you know? I just be saying shit. You know, exactly. I, I rap that's it. why you need somebody around and be like, write that down. That's that's why you're my manager. It's what we usually do with jokes. Like if if I have a sketch idea, something pops in my head, I'll write it down just so it doesn't lose like its spark that it had. That's what and, I do too. I have a a note on my Samsung, and I just fucking write all day mm-hmm. I'll you know crank some beats or whatever and just fucking it's just right it's like I have a whiteboard in my place and I write down like sketch outlines I don't write the sketches sometimes but it's nice to look at like hey I have funny <laughs> nice. ideas every now and then yeah thank you um yeah, you're welcome but uh, <laughs> I was I was I was going on about Jay there's a point that I was trying to make about Hove uh beyond the He's depressed. He's got millions and billions now. Oh, that. Uh, but yeah, you can even you can trace that to this album. Like yeah. the he, we did Iron Man, and I really enjoyed that album. But when we were listen, when I was listening to this album, there was like something so different from that. And Ghostface is very vulnerable as well. Mm-hmm. But there was something 
clearer about Jay's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, it was comforting in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he like instead of being like afraid of the sadness, I feel like Jay on this album is more like happy that he still feels these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I he's don't know giving if away just... a lot of game. Yes. Most importantly, he's he's educating. He's educating a lot of people in the streets, mm-hmm. and it, that's why you know back in back in my back in my day, you know, I was twelve years old when this album dropped, but I really didn't like appreciate it. I've always known each track because of the tracks. When you are, when you're young, you just pay attention to the track. You don't really pay attention to these people' lyrics. You don't. I know politics as usual because of that crazy sample. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it comes, it's, it's, it's like you it's know soft, these things. but it's aggressive at the yes. same time. You know, yes, what I mean? you know what I mean. Like you know these things, you know these things. So it's like I didn't appreciate it until I got a job. I mean, we was talking about earlier about you know my daughter walked in. We was like, hey, yeah, when you get a job, stress kicks in, bro. I'm telling you, when I got a job, I used to like you go sit in that parking lot. I'm like, fuck, bro. <sighs> Fired me a little blunt. My mom didn't even know I was smoking. I'll sit in my car, bro, and listen, fuck, listen to shit, and like listen to the lyrics, and mm-hmm. be like, holy shit! It make you readjust your radio. You go from like trying to show off, pound as much bass to like, let me turn this bass down, treble up a little bit. Let me listen to what these motherfuckers are saying, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are talking real fucking shit that like everyone fucking needs to hear, bro. Like everyone does. Like especially during those time periods, you know what I mean? Especially. I can relate to to what they were going through up north with some, you know, and 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 make that parallel with what with, with what I was going through through the streets, you know, down south. So, I loved I love Reasonable Doubt. Amazing fucking album. Uh, so Reasonable Doubt '96. Uh, we did movies and then sports the last two episodes. So I'm gonna uh, throw out some television facts. Ooh. Television facts, facts. Or... or just like I'm actually just gonna like run down some of anything? my favorite. No. Oh well, that's not fun. I might actually ask you which ones of these shows do you think is the best. Uh, I'm just gonna say these are the shows that premiered in the year 1996. Uh, Moesha. Yes, love Moesha. I I, I thought Moesha. you would. <laughs> Moesha. Mo yeah, Let's just say, man. Shout outs to Brandy, man. She put the whole family out. on. I should put a brother she on. She put the whole family, the whole family on. on. She got rich. Everybody got rich, bro. Yo, you can't I, ask more than that, especially no. from a sister. I see why Ray J love his sister. Bro. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, love his sister, bro. Her first song, she said, "I want to be down." Yes. yes. I, don't, I don't know I'm how. That's that's what I want to hear a girl tell me. I want to be down with what you're going through. She's not saying, she didn't ask. Her first song could have been, are you going to be down with what I'm going through? She could have easily done that. And that would have been a hit too. A young black woman being assertive about her needs being met, that would have done well. But she flipped it. She said she's going to be down with what he's going through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Thug niggas really related to that with Brandy. Niggas love Brandy. Shout outs to Brandy. Shout out to Brandy, bro. I love Third him. Rock from the Sun. Okay. Shout right. outs to John Lithgow, Joseph Gore, and Levitt. Classic show. It is. 
Uh, hood nigga like me though. Oh yeah. Lying, yo bro. yeah yeah yo. Yes. Even you, including Big Bang, all that shit, bro. You I'm don't have like, cable for years. Third Rock from the Sun in the, in the mid two thousands that was playing all the time on Fox. Nice, bro. Uh, I know this. I know this show is gonna play uh, a big part. Played a big part in probably all of our lives in some way. Dexter's Lab came out in '96. Oh, really? Come yeah. on. April 18th. First off, everybody, every woman was so thick on the show with the little waist, bro. Hey, <laughs> Animators I are the horniest people I know. Horniest. Uh, shout out to Dexter's shout mom, bro. Dexter's <laughs> mom, mom was bro. thick as fuck, bro. Yeah. Hell, Forget bro. Stacy's mom. Dexter's mom's got it going on. Yeah, Dexter's bro. mom had Dexter's it going mom on. Mom, yeah, she, bro. she was cleaning all that shit, bro. With oh, gloves, man. fucking, she was with it, bro. She was so with it. Dexter was like, "Moms don't get sick." Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Dexter's mom, bro. Yeah. Uh, the Daily Show premiered in '96 with John Stewart. Stewart. Yes. yes. Uh, actually, it was some other dude at first, and then John Stewart took over. Mm. Um, R.I.P. Fucking Keenan and Kel. Uh, premiered in '96. R.I.P. to Coolio, man. All that. R.I.P. to uh, yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. to Coolio. He played, you know, huge influence even in fashion and shit. Like all those bright ass colors, bubbly coats, crisscross Coolio. Like yeah. all these people set the set the tone for that shit, bro. Uh, uh, I don't know how much you guys watch this show, but uh, Beast Wars, Love Transformers, Beast Wars. Transformers. Oh, no, my favorite one was Cheetor, bro. Yo, <laughs> that was Bumblebee. <laughs> uh. Cheetor was my favorite one. Did the gorilla was fucking Optimus Prime. Yo, that was like one of the first shows that everything was like CGI'd and shit. Yeah, you bro. Know? That's when they was really trying to push that shit. Yeah. Uh, what else came out that year? Uh, sadly, this is some shit we can hate on. Actually, uh, Fox News, the O'Reilly Factor came out in '96. We yeah. started getting Bill O'Reilly Young in '96. I will say this right, <laughs> he was entertaining. Bro. Young Bill, <laughs> that's bro, the he fucking was entertaining. Was alive. He was entertaining. Bill O'Reilly used to go off. Bro. He really yeah. did. I used to be up in the morning like, what is he? Man? Why is he so angry? Why is he so angry? <laughs> <laughs> What's this man? Jeez. Okay. Did money come around that time? Uh, Mad Kramer. Uh, I I don't have that here. Dang. It might have, and I just didn't take. He's a, another weird angry guy. I like. Because he's like, why is this company stupid? And then he smashes things. And then, I don't know. I'm 11. It's like, I don't know, but if I had a portfolio, I would not invest in that. Yo, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond came out in 96. I, I watched really that to this. To, I've seen it every episode. Holy to shit. this very day. Yeah. I love, bro. Wifey is like, why are you always oh. watching this show? <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's, I love that he's show. A sports bro. writer. Robert you know? makes me fucking laugh. The dad is fucking hilarious. I mean, almost everybody on this. R.I.P. A classic yeah. show. A classic show. Uh, last one. Hey Arnold came out in '96. No way. Hey Arnold wow. came out in '96. Man, shout out to the creators of Hey Arnold. They, right? they drew in Gerald and black character. I've, that show was diverse as fuck, They actually bro. made him black. I gave a little bit of shout out to the people who made Doug. But, nah, but he was Skeeter should have been black, Skeeter bro. Yeah. Was blue. Skeeter should have been black, bro. And then Doug did like a black girl. He was into Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, Patty, bro. He had jungle fever, as they say. That was not a tan. That was not a tan. <laughs> she was black as fuck, bro. What do you think is the best show out of all of that? I got to say Keenan and Kel. Yeah? 
Dude, I loved Keenan. Keenan and Kel is actually really underrated. It was, it was Saturday Night Live for kids. Yeah, yeah, it was. It and, was the, and the the kid the leads were black kids. Shout like, out to all that. All yeah, that dude. Put on a lot of our Nickelodeon oh. was so inclusive, man. Yeah. Nickelodeon was super inclusive to like mm-hmm. blackness and even, even Nick Jr. Mm-hmm. Like they had a lot little of, Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. Little Bear was on there, little Bill, little and then Bear. you got Disney. Disney was they, they were, were slacking for a little, for a while. Then they they hired Raven Simone and was like, "Look at us! Look at what we did! <laughs> Look, guys, we got one." That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> we got one, yeah, and she can see the future. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have that, <laughs> bro. That was Navier's favorite show every fucking night. It's like. That's so, you know, camera work. She <laughs> looks so. It was a funny show. It was, bro. Heavy hook. So I usually do <laughs> questions for Colin. Yeah. So we're going to do questions for Trey and Colin. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Hey, like I said, I won't get upset if you only focus on... He got on jealous the last time we had guests, and I was asking them questions. I was ignoring respect, him, you know. You know? But you know, our, it's our guest, man. So yeah. we have to. But yeah. those guys, fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck yeah, them. Come on, bro. Fuck no, no, right. You're good. You're fuck great. You guys in this bruple. Yeah. What is it? A bruple? Bro- yeah. A bruple? A bruple? Fucking bro relationship. <laughs> a bro <couple. laughs> a bromance? You guys are in the fuck. You guys are a bruple. Podcast partners. And podcast it's like, partners. <laughs> dude, you guys are We're not co hosts. You can't say fuck the Yes. <laughs> yes. I was getting pissed. I was asking the guest questions on the first episode, and it was all like, "How dare you? <laughs> like, who do you think you are?" Very entitled. Very entitled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. First question to Trey. I'm gonna hit you with a hard one. Oh, bro, come on, don't. Come on. Yeah, we said no hard ones. Oh, I hit me with a hard one, bro. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> on. Yes. You yes. Got, we taught one of our guests. Pause. Yeah, we taught and, and he, I heard. I heard that episode. Yeah, that's why I mentioned. That's a pause, I guess. It's like, yeah, dude, it is a pause. It's a big pause. <laughs> um, Nas or Hove, man? Because oh. we have the Dead Presidents too, which we know is one of the wrinkles to the legendary few that Nas and um, Jay Z had over the years. Legendary. I'm only gonna. St- I'm gonna. I, I'm not. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm like, oh, oh come on in. You know, no, no, no. I'm only gonna say this because this is how I feel, and this is my experience of everything. I'm gonna say Nas only because of this. He's been very consistent from day one, all the way up until now. Jay Z kind of had to tweak what he done through his career in order for people to kind of start listening to him. Yeah. He tried to fast stuff. He, it's like he 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 flows with what was going on at the time until something stuck. Yeah. And once a certain pattern and once a certain flow stuck, he kept that, and that's what made him super successful. So he went from a, a really really good rapper, really good lyricist, but no one could really understand what he was saying to a really fucking legendary rapper because mm-hmm. he learned how to slow his flow down still incorporate what he used to do a little bit, you know, and then do something new. You know what I mean? Because he does a little bit of it on 22 twos. Correct. He's like rapping. He being like a rapping rap nigga on that mm-hmm. song. And I, <clears throat> But with Nas. Nas. Nas has had some all right albums, but he's always stayed himself. He's always, always. had that one consistent like way of being Nas. He's consistent. Yeah, he's consistent. He's I can see that. He, that's he, the only reason why I say that. 
Yeah, he's one of those dudes where it's like, I may not like the song, but I won't skip it because I like how he's doing the song. Yeah, okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say, though, because we were just, I was deciding on what albums to do for this retrospective. I knew I wanted to do Reasonable Doubt, and I kind, and I at first wanted to do It Was Written because I love It Was Written, but I honestly think I like Reasonable Doubt more than It Was Written. But I would say I would probably put Nas over Jay Z, mm-hmm. skill wise. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I when I was a kid, we played Ether in my house, and we didn't play Takeover. So, Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll I'll let that speak for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's that's why I say he's been himself. That's why I love that. I'll ask you a question now, Colin. Oh, okay, all right. What do you think of Jay Z's storytelling on this album? It's pretty good. You want me to elaborate? Yeah, please. <laughs> I would love that. Um, I like how he's very clear. Okay. So I like it, but at times it feels a little elementary where he, he's just too obvious with it. I like a little bit of a, does he mean this type of thing? Mystery. A little bit yeah, mystery. Yeah. Instead of being spoon fed the whole story, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I woke up and I had orange juice. It's like, tell me you woke up and you poured a cup, you know, <laughs> that's you good. You don't even know what it, what it needs to be. Just... Yeah. Woke up, put a cup. Yeah. And that sounds up. better. Yeah, that is. That flows yeah. better. <laughs> See, I got some things. But yeah. If you're specific, you like woke up, put a glass of OJ, now feeling like OJ, getting ready to spray like Ocean Spray, some shit like that. Yeah. There's many ways to go. I just think the the vividness of songs like uh, when on the evils when he's talking about, I kept feeding her. Feeding her and <laughs> kept getting the fifties to start to make yeah, sense, yes. like mm-hmm. shit like that. Like is very vivid, and the uh, the line of dead presidents too. Murder is a tough thing to digest. Slow process. I ain't got nothing but time. Talking to the dead, homie. Like uh, he said, what is it? Um, you know what I noticed? Why you hmm. thinking of that? You yeah. know what I noticed? Hmm. All great albums, all great rap albums like this, they have a sample of Snoop Dogg in them somewhere, and saying that, dear God, I no wonder why you saying me. Illuminati, myself, man. <laughs> Shout out to Prodigy. Let me ask you another question, because I think you you will probably be better for this question. Who, me or Trey? Trey, okay. um, because he was there. Why? Because we talk about this album. We're talking about how great it is, or whatever. Mm. But in real life, when this album came out, mm. it did well, but it didn't do. Jay didn't pop. Mm-hmm. You know, for like a good two years, Jay did wasn't like the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Ninety six arguably belongs to Pac. Ninety seven, I would say, Big, Busta, Missy, they killed it. And then ninety eight was his year. Mm-hmm. With Hard Knock Life, Money Ain't a Thing, uh, Nigga What, Nigga Who, Volume Two in general is just his landmark album. Why do you think it took so long for Hove to like really pop as a mainstream, mainstream artist? Because the internet wasn't out, and Tupac was making a lot of noise in the news. And it was, back then, <clears throat> I honestly feel like hip-hop was like a wrestling match. And some people really understood that. You, you, you got to make a grand fucking entrance. You can't come out here thinking you're the smoothest cat. They want that thug motherfucker over there who's getting shot all the motherfucking time. They don't want this... Motherfucker moving undercover all the time. We don't get that right now. We don't understand that. We don't understand that we need to be owning businesses and flipping money and that. No, we want to be like, fuck the police. Look at what the fuck y'all doing to us in in these neighborhoods. The hoods were way too bad. They were way too bad. And when you got 
an artist who is really from that shit and they displaying that shit in the same way as the majority of the of the people who are buying your music is feeling it. Tupac wasn't just touching the West, it was touching the South. You know, a lot of people who I know, they chose Tupac over Jay-Z. They didn't they didn't have a Jay-Z fucking album. Yeah. Like that's that's how it was. So like you would see places in Memphis, Tennessee and shit like that and you know, just southern states and they would be they would be playing Tupac. They would be playing Tupac. You would, once you hit Virginia and up, yeah, you would hear a ton of fucking Jay Z. You know what I mean? You would. But bro, like that's what was going on through the majority of our hoods at the time. And you got this one voice who's actually saying what's going on and they're using their platform to actually say what's going on. They're not using that platform talking about how much leathers and shit they bought to sizes of their TV screens and shit like that. Like he was he was he was speaking to everybody and letting everybody know fucking problems. And he and you know, every now and then he'll floss, but that was only when people fucked with him. You know what I mean? Then he let people know what he got, blah blah blah. Other than that, come on, this dude done dropped like Dear Mama and shit like that. Yeah, bro. yeah. Real, you know real, I mean? real, real shit. Yeah. Sometimes I think about if Pac stayed alive and he dropped All Eyes on Me this year in like February and then um, Machiavelli drops later after his death. If you would have dropped Machiavelli and fucking All Eyes on Me in the same year, and like they would have actually gone through because they were creating Death Row East at the time, and like the kind of like disgruntled East Coast rappers that would have joined and then going against Bad Boy and you know Puff and Puff and Big and Jay and Nas probably would have had to at some point join forces. Like we might have had like a a real like a real rap like group on group war well something we never really have gotten honestly you know it's just kind of like select people i think that would have been a way way more fun than you know niggas getting shot in vegas in la you know what i'm saying like people took it to heart man people people rapped about their fucking life and like that's what separated genuine artists like you can tell bro like when people are Speaking about something, bro, like you can you can tell, bro. It's like if it it's just, authentic, yeah, or not, it was man. just genuine art, just genuine. You know, that's why we don't fuck with uh six nine over here. Um, my last question, it's uh, I don't want to. I was gonna direct it to Trey, but now I know that he doesn't like the song. <laughs> um, I need to. I want to direct it to you. Who has the best? Uh, who's the best on uh, Brooklyn's finest between Hove and, and Big? Probably Big. You think so? Yeah. I think Jay's got some really good lines on the song. Jay's got lines, but like Big's got a presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does. Well, well, now I'll ask you, what do you think is better? I know you don't like the song. Uh, definitely Big. Big is uh, definitely a lot more di- diverse than, than Jay-Z on there. And you could tell Jay-Z was you know, cutting in on certain stuff. and you know mm-hmm. He was trying to match his energy, but it was just so effortlessly to, to Big. Would you listen to a, a Hovind Big album? Because they were going to do that. I would. I definitely would. I love Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. I love Big. I love them. I, I love these artists. These are... I respect every fucking artist, bro. These are these these are, these are are the guys I grew up... I grew up uh, idolizing. I grew up idolizing Jay-Z. And, and, and my first memories... Some My first memories are the uh, Biggie hypnotized video. Because of how insane it was... <laughs> And you know there was really attractive women dancing and and bitches in swimming pools and shit like you know I've never seen shit like that before. I'm four years old. I'm like, whoa, what is this? This is like, 
<laughs> like it, it amazed me, man. I, I was, like the thought of four year old Gabe looking at the TV, watching that music video, and be like, "Whoa, what is this?" <laughs> yes, I was. I was. I was glued to it. I was glued. You should have saw me when the "Hate Me Now" video came out. Nas, that video was crazy. I was like, "What is this?" There's fucking they had like tigers and shit in Brooklyn. I was like. Puffy was setting like precipice and levels for fucking videos back then. Yeah, he was crazy. spending <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. It was unheard of. Then that's who got really like Hype Williams. Like this, oh, man. this was like the era of Hype Williams. Hype man. If you didn't get a video shot by Hype, your video was. You shit. wasn't no. You was a nobody. Everybody was that was shit. somebody got a Hype Williams video in '96 to like 2000. Absolutely. Oh man, I think it's time, man. You think so? I think it's time. Top five to represent me. Get my I'm out for top five to represent me. Get money. Top five to represent me. We're going for the top five, man. Top five. Top five. You sure about that? Uh, I think I think it's time. Think I, it's time I think it's time. Hey, if you think it's time, you know. Okay. Uh, should we start with the guest or me? Last time we started with you, but maybe you want to mix it up this time. You have your top five ready, Trey? Okay. Uh, Got to start with your honorable mention, though. Yeah. So we'll start with our guest, Trey. We'll get his top five for Reasonable Doubt. Ooh. Here we go. My honorable mention, it's going to be Can't Knock the Hustle. Now, making short-term goals. Yes. Fucking Mary J. Yes, bro. This is, okay, I want I want to talk. Oh, I'm ha- I, I'm I yes. I'm upset that it's just your honorable mention because hustle. I love Can't Knock the Hustle and the video is amazing. Can't Knock the Hustle. But I want to talk about the fact that this is 1996. Jay Z is not a big deal at all in the rap game. He's not a, a prominent fixture. If you know if you know Jay, you know Jay. You have to be in the know to know Jay Z. Okay. Mary J. Blige is like two or three albums deep into her amazing run in the 90s. This is a big deal. On your first song, this nigga's got Mary on here singing the hook. That's a big fucking deal. And she's killing it, man. Killing it. To give you a piece of my mind. Ugh. Why is it only your honorable mention? This is a legendary song. You know, you know how legendary this song is. I do. I know how legendary it's. That's it's on the same level as, as Mary and Method Man. It's Ooh. on it's on the same level as that to me, and, I, and that's the only reason why I give it an honorable mention because Mary really is a legend on this on this on this track as well, and I feel like he just chose the right energy. If this track was just him alone or him, and just some random R and B chick, random R and B chick that no one has heard of. Which it'll, would happen during this time period. It'll just be a nice intro. Yeah. It would. It would Mary be does great, lift it would the just song. Be a, it would just be a great intro. But because he has Mary on there, video is nice. Like, first of all, how you make a video out of your first fucking track? That's yeah. what I'm saying, No bro. one does that, right? So it's like the fact that those elements are in there, yeah, that's, that's why it's, it's the honorable mission. And that's why this it's had, top five. This nigga had dope. He had money before coming. Oh, yeah. he, before raps, coming. he raps about it. Like he, he's no, he's no dummy, bro. Uh, so I gotta put it in the line. My pops knew exactly what he did when he made he me try to get a nut. So he made a nut. He got a nut. What? <laughs> That's an amazing line. <laughs> All right, number five. I'll say twenty-two twos. Ooh, can okay. I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I man. kick it? Hold up, y'all motherfuckers don't know about that. <laughs> Shout out to Q Tip. Shout out to Tip. R.I.P. to Fife, dog, the legend. We were almost gonna do beats, rhyme, and rhymes in life. 
That's a I. Y'all ever get on? If y'all ever get on albums like that, bro, like. Oh yeah, that's a fucking. I love that album. I I love Tribe Called Quest. Oh, if you get on Tribe, bro. If you get on Tribe and some Cypress Hill shit and all this in that era, Ooh. In, in that little circle, like, come yeah. I'll I'll definitely come back on too. I love twenty two twos. I love man. Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, twenty two twos. I, I I like it, and I like it because he, it's like in this in this in this setting that he did it in. Like each song I on here tells tells a story, but you know the setting that it was in and the fact that you know she was like the, the chick that introduced him. Yes, the, the talk show host brought him on stage, kicked the nigga out of there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Shut the fuck up! Who told me to shut the f up? It's good stuff. And I love I love how he uses his tools in there, and you know how he keeps everything flipping, and you know, uh, too, what do you say? Too, uh, you got too many too many questions. I got too many answers. You know what I mean? Jay Z got too many Jay-Z answers. Jay Z got too many answers. You know, great line. So he he has he has great bars in that in that, and you know it just vibes well, and I really like it. I think that's a a, a really good vibe. I love Twenty Two Twos, man. It's nice. a great fucking song. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Eagles, bro. Ooh, dear God, I wonder can you save me? me. Illuminati want my mind, soul, and my body. Yeah, I love the Eagles because this is like the years when all the conspiracies and shit began to come around, and people yeah. were like, "Oh, you gotta go back and listen to this." Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If you look up in 2011, I definitely posted on my Facebook the Evils on YouTube, and I was like, "You drunk." Oh my god! I said you guys draw the shit. Are you sure it was 2011? Oh I thought god. you posted that yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, you, you gotta be fucked up. I would never do the yeah, weird bro. shit like that. I'd never be. Yeah. I would never disrespect disrespect Hove like that. But yeah, uh, that's a. I fucking love the Evils, love man. The evils. And I like the sample and stuff they got in there. I I like the Evils because it, it's a really really. Uh, you could tell. Between the engineer and him, it was just a really, really good vibe. And, you know, Jay-Z just has a really f- good fucking ear. Oh, yeah. For how things should sound, you know. And I, that's, that's what I really love. I never prayed to God, I prayed to Gotti. Yes. Classic line. Even if Jehovah witnessed, but he never testified. Never Damn. testified. I'm a Jehovah's Witness formerly, so that line hits me. <laughs> that's a great song. Good. You have. I'm enjoying this top five so far. And, and it's very different from my top five. All right, what are we at? Three? Yes, sir. Three is going to be Ain't No Nigga, bro. Ain't no nigga, no one I got. That's one of the biggest tracks he has on this album. This, oh, yeah. This track is played everywhere. He put Foxy on it. I love Foxy Brown, so, you know. And Foxy. Foxy, bro, was one of the first chicks. Like, if you listen to her rapping on it, she rapping about keeping her nigga fly, keeping them in furs, baguettes, benzes, like... With no chick rapping about doing no, that shit for nobody. Was, Even nope. nowadays, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> chicks are like really starting to like trying to dominate men, but Foxy was on that shit way before, you know, these other chicks were. And I, I she like was that like a, she was like 17, 18 doing that shit. Like she was a, a true legend. A true legend, Foxy Brown is. She has a Love she it. had a distinct look. Her voice was like yes. she was like so such a great um contrast to Kim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kim, Kim, as dangerous as she could be, was more opening and inviting. And Foxy, I felt like if I did sleep with her, she would like stab me afterwards. 
Hollywoods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she probably would, bro. I, honestly, like <laughs> she probably would, bro. I love this. I love the sample. I love. I love. I'm happy that ain't no niggas in your top five because it's it's it is like the most famous song on that on this album. It is. It, it is. definitely is. I love that. Love that track. And then oh yeah, two. Two. Two is gonna be feeling it, bro. I'm feeling it. Yes. I'm feeling it. Amazing song, amazing. You just feel. You actually just feel feeling it. So crazy. You just feel it. That's why know? I like the track. And then he raps about feeling it in every other line. He says the word feeling it. So he keeps it going as well. Too. I think it's genius how he constructed the rhymes. Uh, I just, I know, I just think it's genius. I think this album is such a good showcase for what we would get from Hove in the future on so many other songs. I th- there's so much of 99 Problems on this album where he has, he takes song concepts seriously and he knows how to stick to them. You know, like 22-2s is a lot like 99 Problems. You know, like he sticks to that format. Sticks to it. And he doesn't deviate or at all. You know what I'm saying? That's how to make a song. Yeah, song yeah. structure, concept, it's hard, it's understanding. Hard to make a song like, and it's hard to do it in multiple verses, because you you people write one verse and then it's, you think you're done, and then once you realize shit, I gotta write a second verse, it might not even match the the first one. Yep. The energy might not match, and your second one should be better than your first. One. Yo, it's so that is that is so hard, bro. Getting your second verse to be like, <clears throat> like once you get it, you get it. But when you're first doing it, you'll you'll be so excited about your you being able to just write a verse and having the hook there. And you're like, shit, I gotta write another one, another mm-hmm. verse. Like if it, if you're not like inspired, inspired, you can write some fucking boo boo mm-hmm. for your second verse. Mm-hmm. But like, Absolutely. there's so much of that not on this album where all the verses go well with the hook and to the song structure and concept. Like it such sounds like such a simple thing, but a lot of people don't do it. And a lot of people at this time weren't doing that. You know what I'm saying? And Jay just completely um, uh give me your least favorite before we get to your number one. My least favorite is as you know what my least favorite We is. talked about this. It's the one with Big. Bro. Oh my Big god. Bro. That's in my top five. That's it's my, in my top five too. That's yeah. my least favorite, bro. That's my least favorite, bro. Peruvians try to do me in. I ain't paid them yet. <laughs> like I'll tell you, I don't like the I don't like the opening. I don't think the the charisma is there with the guy doing the mafia voice. Okay, I'm reloading. Okay, I'm reloaded. That's kind of what I didn't like about the beginning song. It's Was the Jay Z? He's gonna stick your head up like a rabbit gets fucked, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the the, the voice. Skit. Yeah. It's like. I mean, I guess this is the start of everyone comparing themselves to Scarface. Oh, yeah. The mafioso rap was very much in this. This is the era. 95, 96, 97. Everybody was a mafia guy. Yeah. Fucking Raekwon was. Hove is. I mean, I like Nas, it. I even like it Big does he, on Life After Death. It's Big great is, when he references, I, like, Gotti, but don't give me a whole Scarface scene before scene, a song right. starts. Yeah. I like, I, like, I, like Biggie's, I like Biggie's rap. And I, one, one line he said, he was like, hit you, back split you. Fuck fist fights and lame scuffles. Pill a case to your face. Make the shell muffle. I'm shoot like, your daughter Ooh. in the calf yeah, muscle. Yeah, shoot your daughter in the calf muscle. That's a fucking bar. And I'm just like, damn, this this dude, you know, this dude is spitting. You know, the, I just don't like the track. Okay, man. 
I love it. I just don't <laughs> like. I just don't like the track. I, I just like, think. I think for me personally, and I, I don't. I don't know if I can speak for Colin as well, but I feel like because we're in the same age range, I think it's just really great that there is documented song with Jay Z and Biggie Smalls. The fact that it just exists, I feel like I don't even. It's like it's the same thing, honestly, with like Glow, with Kanye and Drake. <laughs> yeah. Not even a great song. I'm just happy it happened. I'm just happy that they did a song. Like even that song, honestly, if you look at Glow, that song is like a seven or six. But the fact that it that it's Kanye and Drake, and you can you know that they were actually around each other for this, bumps it up to like an eight or a nine for me. But they breathe the same air. It's like ah. so. So you sort of like the Rock teaming up with fucking Hulk Hogan or some shit. Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> even if like, the match isn't that great. Even if the match is the match is like whatever, you know they're missing spots. You know, Hogan isn't really doing well. It's still like the Rock and Hogan. Like what? That's crazy to me, man. I I will say though, the the other collaboration that they have on uh, Life After Death, I love the dough, way better than Brooklyn's Finest. So much better. Like they're not even they're not even in the same league. But I get it because I get the gist of the track. I get why he chose that particular track. It gives off that '90s vibe, and you know, you know, just jigga, bigga, nigga. That's all I needed to hear, man. That's all I needed to hear. I know we said we were done with questions, but as this is this is this your first time listening to this album? Yeah. Okay, so when you first listened to this album, did you have to change your pants? No. Jay Z and Biggie Smalls make you shit your drawers. They didn't make you <laughs> shit your drawers. Nah, because I know Biggie's dead. He can't do anything. To ah, me. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. There's the difference. There's a, back in '96, you probably would have been like, you know, yeah. gotta change him. I mean, I was four. Probably shit myself a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just an added shit stuff on the reg, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Drum roll, please, for Trey's number one. My number one. Come on, bro. Politics is usual. All right. So I noticed no Dead Presidents 2 in there? No, because I feel like Dead Presidents 2. I love the song, don't get me wrong. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Get money. I also feel like it's a track for Nas. (laughs) I knew knew that was going to be the reason. I I love it. I I love it. But I I like the track. I do. I, I like the track. And it's a smooth track. It's very, very... This is like the year of that... With bass... Yes. Where you could just ride a fucking bass. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, I'm just in the car, just fucking feeling this shit. Shit have you hypnotized. You know what I mean? So that track is, is, is really nice, but... I just honestly think that belongs to somebody else. Good track. He fucking good. I'm happy that politics as usual is your is in your top five, and I can see why it's your number one. It's, it's. I first when I first was like listening to it when I was like 16 or whatever, it didn't really hit me. But like now that I'm older, a lot of, a lot of the songs on here like I'm like very familiar with and I like, and some of them are like uh, I was in on, and politics as usual is one of them. But like now that I'm a little bit older, it resonated a little bit more with me. Just and just because I appreciate music more now that I started making music like mm-hmm. this, and I would say the first "Can I Live," not not the first "Can I Live," "Friend or Foe" resonated more with me. "Bring It On" a hundred percent resonated more with me just because I appreciate 
posse cuts a lot yeah, more. Yeah, Bring It On is pretty good. Bring I It mean, On is a great song. Bro, the whole album is crap. Like it, was, it is. It was so tough choosing my top fives, and I had to do it in a strategic way where it's just like, I had to do it for a reason, not because, oh, I like how this song sounds, I like this. There's, yes. like, there's certain reasons why all of these songs for me. It's got to be something a little personal sit. with you, too. Right. You can't just be, I enjoy the song a lot. It's got to be something personal. That's mm-hmm. how I approach my top five as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but when I hear that Biggie, though, mm-hmm. that track that uh, Brooklyn's Finest, I turn it, bro. As soon as he started talking, <laughs> okay, I'll reload. I'm like, turn it. All right, uh, let's get into my top five. Uh, my honorable mention is Feeling It. I really like Feeling It. It's just all the other songs in my top five all have, like we were saying, a personal thing to it. And Feeling It is just kind of like a song I really, really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am sad. Bring It On is not going to be in my top five. And honestly, I really like Bring It On. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I, was gonna say, I really like Bring It, it sounds On. Sounds like you really but, liked it. But it didn't, like, I didn't start liking it till now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you know when we recorded this podcast? Now. 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 <laughs> but, like, I, I have, my top five has to be stuff that, like, really, like, in my heart. Like, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? I just, I just think Bring It On is a super dope posse cut. Like, I just want to, I want to shout it out. Uh, number five, 22 twos. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually oh, does 22 twos. twos in that first He verse. does, bro. The structure that he does it in. Count the twos. He talks about switching up the flow. And, like, he talks about it. You can count them. He does, and he does do 22, 22 twos. twos. Maybe you can test my weight, right? Great line. Uh, four, the evils. Dear Fucking God. classic. Shout outs to Prodigy. R.I.P. to Prodigy. R.I.P. Number three, something you didn't say. I'm actually also surprised. Regrets. Dude, that's my number three. Mm-hmm. Learn to survive. You got to live with regrets. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm, I'm going to contradict myself because you I just now like that song. I did not like regrets back in the day. See, I'm fluid all the way through. I think, I think because now I'm <laughs> old now, I've gotten so much older now, and I hear what he's talking about. I'm like... Fuck, man. You really, really have to be okay with regretting shit. Wait. Because all of that shit's going to eat you up if you're like, if everything just affects you. You know, she's going to be like, yo, you got to be like, yo, I regret this. And that's just life. Mm-hmm. And like on a bigger, you know, probably on a different scale than Jay-Z's regrets were in 96. Mm-hmm. You know, the drug game that he was in and the things he had to do. But like, I think everybody can like, can identify with, you know, you can let your regrets eat you up or you can take them as they are and move on. And I think he he talks about it in such a uh, a good way. And I think I, we haven't talked about enough on this album. The beats on this thing are fucking awesome, dude. He knows dude. I select the tracks, bro. The yeah. beats are fucking great. And they all... I don't think there's a beat on this album that doesn't go with what is being talked about. This the beat for regrets is very remorseful, but at the same time with a gleam of hope, which is exactly what the song is about. You Absolutely. know, learning to survive with feeling a certain way about something, whether it's your girlfriend, your relationship with your friends, your mom, all these things, any of these things, any type of regret you have in your life, you got to learn to live with that or it's going to eat you up and you're not going to progress the way that you want to. Absolutely. And I think I think that message just really now with where I am in my life now 
just resonated more than when I was like 16 or 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. So yeah, shout outs to Regrets, a fucking classic. Uh, my number two, Can't Knock the Hustle. Can't as we, can't knock as the we hustle. talked about, a fucking amazing hook from Mary. Yes. Uh, great music video. Yes. Uh, just all around great. If you haven't watched the Can't Knock the Hustle music video, please watch it. Jay-Z's basically wearing what he's wearing <laughs> in the cover art of the album. Yeah. You know? uh, drum roll, please. What, your least favorite? For oh my least favorite. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Around. It's like I'm you s- forgot. I, I sometimes I do. Uh another shot at tequila. Yeah. Can I, I live is my least favorite. I'm no. sorry, can I live? No way. It just starts off too slow. And I just I actually just I actually really don't think it fits the album. The beat is too slow too. I don't I think the beat's too slow. I love Can I Live. I just didn't mention it, but it's a it's a the, good song. The reason why I like it is because of the live instruments when it breaks down. Boom. I'm just like, ooh, those drums shit hit. They hit good. I think Can I Live Two is much better. And I don't even like Memphis Bleak like that. <laughs> you Did know, you say Can I Live Two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he put he put he put Bleak on. He put, oh my god. Oh my bro. god. Bleak is so much on this album. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Oh man! Shout outs to Memphis Bleak. Is that is that your bitch? Was like one of the first songs that like I learned to rap as a kid. Was it? Yeah, I was I was obsessed with that song. Don't be mad at me. I don't love her much as much as she she called me big and my name is Jay Z. She was all on my day. Gradually, I'm taking over your bitch. Coming over your shit. I'm over you on your sofa, man. Like (laughs) he was going (laughs) off, and that was about Nas's wife. Ooh, that so is good. too good. That's good, bro. Like, that's oh my way God. too good. That's like, but yeah, too slow. Uh, not enough going on. Can I live? Number one. But can I live? Two is great. Uh, my number one. Dead presidents too. Dude, same here. Murder is a tough thing to digest. It's a slow process. I'm not the dead. Oh, oh, the, the <laughs> I love that. Three I shots. Love, three shots that. almost got him. Divine intervention. Can't stop my We're life. I dabble in crazy weight. Without rap, I was crazy straight. Pardon, I'm still spending money from '88. Ugh. Uh, I have had debates about what's better, two or one. Two is better than one. I yeah, like. Man, I always say two is better than one. For two anything. is better than one. You know, I, I, I say that. I'll I just, vouch for that. I just think the bars are better on two, more memorable. Um, I don't really even know what I need to say about Dead Presidents Two. If you listen to, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never listened to Dead Presidents Two. Get out of here. I, I don't know if this show is for you, man. It's probably not. And you know what? We don't want them as a listener. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm they're, saying. They're probably our Swedish audience. The Swedish, the Swedish yeah. people, you know? Yeah. Damn Swedes. Damn it, Swedes. Yeah. All right, last but definitely not least, Colin, give me that uh, sweet six of yours, Paul. All right, here we go. So my honorable mention is Bring It On. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Somebody gives Bring It On. It's just I had, I had yeah, to give it. I just, it's a good I, track, though. Me, yeah. me and Trey just didn't give Bring It On's due. Bring It On, Bring It On. little piece of trivia. The person that is saying the Bring It On is Fat Joe. Really? Yes. What? Was yeah, he Fat Joe at the time? Or yeah, was he was he Fat Joe. Weight at the He's always, he was, he was way fat. He was way bigger. Yeah. You, uh, don't you remember? He was a terror squad. 
when we when the uh, big pun was out and we were like, oh man, Fat Joe is such a lackey. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding Pun's fucking uh, umbrella and the still not it's a player. So hard. Bro. Oh man. All right, number five, okay. feeling it. Good I choice. Like it. Feels good. Uh, number four, can I live? Oh wow. Yeah, can you guys I aren't gonna like my least favorite. <laughs> I can already tell. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for your least favorite. Uh, number three, regrets. Nice. Number two, Brooklyn's finest. Nice. Okay. Sorry, Trey. Peruvians. I mean, so I, I haven't paid him know, yet. It no. is what it is. I mean, I I don't hate it, but you know, I just for that album, I don't like it. That's fair. And I don't like the for song. this album, I don't like this song. And I'm sorry, you guys. Just doesn't do it for me. 22 twos. Wow. It just, something I, about it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Wow. You know I, what it I is? Kinda, I, I kind of feel you on that, but I think that track is meant for lyricists to understand certain a certain thing. So yeah, you it, guys are getting very technical with it, and I think see, that's why you appreciated the song. If you don't appreciate yeah. that side of it, then you just really, you want to like appreciate the song. It just in it, itself. Yeah, I'm delving it too kinda, deep in the future now, but when we do my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I feel like so appalled is not. Are you guys top five? My dark twisted fantasy. It, it'll be my honorable mention. Okay, I don't hate the song. I just feel like it's a little too long. Cause that's like a Bro. that's like a rap nigga song. Yeah, like that's like you have to like like niggas rapping to enjoy so so appalled. And I feel the same way about twenty two twos. Like you have to be like a lyrical nerd to like Listen, really enjoy twenty two twos. You have and to be kind of a fanatic. It's not that I don't like the song. It's just on the album. It's my least favorite. I get that. I get yeah. that. I get that. That's that's a. Understood. Yeah. What's your number one, C Money? Uh, number one, Dead Presidents Two. Yeah, my like nigga. It. Oh my god. Uh, it's good. It's just a good song. Bro, I gotta, I, I gotta stick with my politics, bro. Politics hey. as usual. That, that track. I'm happy we we had a very we all had a, a like top five, but it was different enough. Our yeah. top fives are usually very close. Yes. Like, it was different up until you said number three, regrets. I'm like, oh, we're back on that. <laughs> That's, I'm happy about that, man. Yeah. That's good shit, man. Um, now, Trey, what out of ten do you grade the album? Oh, man. A nine and a half. Nine and a half? All right. I honestly feel like this is, you know, the equivalency of you know, Me Against the World. Honestly, I feel like that's the up north version of Me Against the World. I honestly feel that. I do. I have to concur with our guest, Trey. I give it a nine and a half as well. I almost had it as a nine two five, but I felt bad to give it the same rating as nothing was the same, even though I love nothing was the same. And probably I would probably say nothing was the same means more to me personally because Drake is closer in age at the time. And I can literally, when I hear certain songs on nothing was the same, I think of certain women I was with and <laughs> stuff like that. But this album, when I, a little backstory, 2009, uh, my brother gave me an iPod shuffle. No, he gave me an iPod Nano. And my friend Cody had U Torn at his. Small one. The small ones. Small babies. Yeah, I had one. Small ones. The Nanos, I lost them. One of the first albums I downloaded onto my iPod shuffle was Reasonable Doubt. There you go. And because I had never listened to it before and I'd heard so much about it, I was like, you know what? I need to open my palette. <laughs> Your first introduction was it being shuffled. It wasn't. I had all of it. I had all of it. So, like, 
like it I've listened to this album for years and years and somehow it just keeps getting better and better. So yeah, nine and a half. Great album. What okay. do you give it? So I wanna let you guys know that I probably gave it a lower grade because I'm just now listening to it. So okay. I don't have the connection to it. That's yes. fine, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to jump down your throat. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like a solid 3.25. Oh, stop it now. Come on. No, man. no, I, put, I gave it an 8.75. That, nice. For somebody first listening to Reasonable yeah. Doubt, that's yeah. a good score. That's some really good marks. Yeah. Because I can say that when I first listened to it, just like I said, I was just listening to the tracks heavy instead of what he was saying. Like, yeah, that's what I would give it. Because it's so rare that you get an album that actually makes sense. Like from the beginning all the way to the end. Like there's a it's oh, a yeah. it's a whole complete story. Like flows well too. It just flows mm-hmm. so good. It taught me how to put my tracks and stuff together. Like these these artists because it's just like damn bro like it's so easy to to tell a story within a song but to tell a whole book that's that's where real artistry comes, bro. That's amazing. You're writing a whole book and you're giving people an audio book, and some artists really looked at it like that. And they gave lessons. They gave their stories. The game mentions reasonable doubt on dreams, uh, ready to die, reasonable doubt, doggy style, and one is what mm-hmm. he was saying he was working on. I feel like the last three tracks from Bring It On, Regrets to Can I Live Too, like. That's a good fucking run. That's a great way to end the album because Bring It On is like a posse cut and it's probably the most dreary instrumental. And then you get Regrets, which has that that uh, melancholy feel of like sadness, but of like a little bit of chipperness. And then Can I Live Too is like a party. You know what I'm saying? You end on like a high note because you can, you can what we were talking about, a lot of, a lot of the albums, Katy Perry, <laughs> you, yeah. the end we're of never the, gonna make an episode where we don't mention that. I the just end, feel like it. The end of Teenage Dream. That's the Katy Perry. We did yeah. Katy Perry's like Teenage Dream. Episode. It was our most listened to, I and bet then it was really good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you hear you a know, lot of things, no, Trey. I'm talking about the episode. The episode. Oh, I feel like yeah, the episode yeah. was really good. We were fair. We, we were we, fair. We liked the songs, but as an album, I didn't like it. Yeah, I feel. I don't want to get back on it. Uh, but I know, I know. but the way Teenage Dream ends and it goes into the first half it, pretty well. We talked about that. If you're listening to it on repeat. Hold on. Did yeah. this album have Alien on it? E.T.? E.T. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, but not the Kanye, Kanye version. The Kanye version is he on the extended version. The yeah. track is he still made. So this, was, this album was probably... I've never listened to it. So the album was probably like heavily influenced on an urban... Kind side. of a little. I wouldn't say when, so. when, when she wants is is still a very much a pop record. It was the first four songs were pop, then the next four were like weird rock. Yeah, or rock wannabe. The yeah. reason why I put it on there is because I personally I remember being in Fye with my ex girlfriend and mm. that song, the ET song with Kanye playing, and me being young but realizing like. Yo, this Katy Perry album has been out for like a year, and she's still putting out singles. Dude, why? Do you think that's like the segue for pop? You know how like different genres will have a segue for something? You know like rappers want to be R&B singers. Do you yes. think pop artists want to be rock artists? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Rock artists try country music. Think yes. about this. I'm nobody, just, oh. wants to, nobody wants to be what they really are. And and basketball players want to be rappers. True. Rappers want to be basketball players. Fucking Billy Ray Cyrus went golf the yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's happening? 
happening. Just did, stay, stay in your lane. Crow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> then Sting turned into the crow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's the state. He's still going. He's still he's still wrestling. Sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. Bro, This nigga did like a jump in the shit out of people. My nigga bro. did a jump off the fucking entrance way onto like five people. Like this nigga's bro. in his sixties. Like what are you doing, Sting? Damn. Bro, I stopped watching wrestling when I saw Owen Hart die, bro. Oh my god, he died did, in front bro. of people. Bro, it was hard. And bro, Pete, I, like everybody was there. This is a bro. Yeah. I watched the shit on pay per view, bro. I I couldn't believe what the fuck. Oh, and then and they, cut away. they they were like. Trying to cut cameras away, like he it was it was bad. Yeah, bro. bad news. Like he fell. I was like, oh. We have this thing that's like a hall of fame, but we call it the corridor of greatness, where only amazing and legendary things go into. I wouldn't say that. Sometimes it's personal attachment. Yeah, that too. Like intense personal attachment. Yeah. So it's like when we did Primus. John the Fisherman's not a great song, but it meant a lot to me growing up, so we put John the Fisherman in there. Oh, okay. So it doesn't have to be like... The you know, it'll be like Eli Manning when he makes the Hall of Fame. He's not a great quarterback, but he did some he shit. Did, so he did beat Tom twice yeah. with Manning. So it's like he has to be in the Hall of Fame. He sh- Definitely. And even though Manning. like... And he's yeah. a Manning. But even though, like, stats-wise, think about that, bro. Like, he beat that, Tom was twice! Wasn't their grandfather? No, they're dead. Look, that's fucking amazing. Think about that's that. That's crazy. So your dad, they, then they, you, then your brother, and now your nephew. Ooh, it's down there. Older brother up. that was apparently better than both of them, but he had a spine issue, and uh, doctors wouldn't let him play football. God damn it. Yeah. Hey, but he was still a Manning. Yeah, still a Manning. So, do you think that Reasonable Doubt should be in this Hall of Fame that we have created? Or the corridor? The corridor, the that corridor. We, the corridor of greatness. Greatness, great. I would say no. Would you put any I'll, song on there? Not no. Okay. I would. I wouldn't put a song on there. The only reason why I say this, I know it's fucking probably dangerous for me it to is. say that. That's the only reason why. I felt like that was the beginning of Jay Z, and then it got better after that. Cause mm-hmm. I'll say Blueprint belongs in that motherfucker. That's we, another episode. That's, I, I'm we just, gotta, we gotta I'm just saying. Blueprint. I'm just saying. If y'all gonna put anything in there, I feel. I honestly feel like Blueprint. Really was the, the precipice or the peak of where Jay Z probably like was making the most out of his rap career, and mm-hmm. then it began to just plateau at the top. He didn't fall, but then it began to just plateau. Then every any every any and everything he touched after that was just fucking plateau. He uh, for season three we gave our list and I had four forty four on my list. I really like that one. Four forty four is nice. I like the I like the joint Frank Ocean on there like. I like the whole concept of the album. Some people call it his weakest one. And I say it's because he was really focused on his family and shit. He wasn't too much focused on the shit that he used to rap about. I don't see nothing wrong with maturity. I mean, I like yeah. the album. It, I have the album on my phone right now. Yeah. 444. I do. I appreciate your opinion, Trey, and I respect it. But again, this is my show. Yeah. Reasonable it's- doubt is in the corridor of greatness. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, I agree with Trey. I wouldn't put it in there, but like we've discussed, we don't take things away from each other. We do not. So if he wants it in the corridor of greatness, put, put it, it in there. Reasonable man. motherfucking doubt. And I will agree. I I believe volume. It's sort of like collecting. I'll say this. I'll agree with you in this aspect. 
This is sort of like collecting a Michael Jordan jersey when you saw him play his second game. Yeah. And no one thought he was going to be good. Yeah. But you were that one fan. Can I have your I jersey? Do. He's like, my jersey? Yes. And he's like, boom. And now it's going to be worth something. I will admit there are better Jay-Z albums. I would probably even put American Gangster over this album because American Gangster came out when I started really delving into albums fully for my artist and it means means more to me probably emotionally but i just think there's too much too much legacy with it there's too much going on with this album that's great for it not to be in our corridor of greatness we put things that are not as good as this album in our corridor of greatness that let's allow this one to be i feel like almost every jay-z thing that we review probably will be in our corridor of greatness because That'll be a good topic yeah. of discussion in the future. When you guys gonna do some R and B shit? You guys should do some uh, music soul child, some A. I just want to sing. Oh man, we do need to. You know, the, clo- the most R and B thing that we've done, I would say, is uh, "What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye, and that that's ooh, in our corridor of greatness. That whole album yeah. was crap. Oh, easy, easy, easy song. Easy, probably. You talking about a black a black activist? Who like? I want to play Marvin Gaye in a biopic. They need to. They need to pick me. I feel like I look like the nigga a little bit. Bro. Uh, bro, hey, you don't want that violence, bro. Yeah, <laughs> come on, bro. I want all. Oh, the there will be violence towards Gabe. Yeah, I think you. If should. Anthony Mackie, if Anthony Mackie can play Tupac in Notorious, his dad, his dad can... killed him, right? Yeah, his dad. His dad, dad killed gun, him with a gun. He gave him. Yep. With a gun, he gave him. That was all part of Marvin's plan. I, I was selling Raphael this, and Raphael's like, I don't know. I think that's stretching a little bit. I think he's just making shit up at this point. No, I that's I maybe I am, I, but that's what I believe. Uh, he, you think he, Marvin Gaye wanted to die, to die, so he gave his dad a gun because he knew he was going to shoot. Because his kid. dad was super abusive to his mom, and his he was terrorizing his mom, I believe, and his sister at the time. And he, Marvin Gaye, was a very depressed man, and he probably wanted to die at some point. And was like, you know what? I'll take this bullet. He probably maybe didn't want to die. Maybe he was okay with his dad shooting him or doing something crazy to him so that his dad could not be in his mother's life anymore. You know what I'm saying? Imagine know, hating man. somebody so much that you're willing to have them kill, kill you, you so they get arrested. I don't think it was him hating his dad so much. His loving his mom's Right, but I'm also saying love. just like, just in general. Love conquers all, Colin. Uh-huh. You're going to get back on that? <laughs> I did talk about this a little while ago, didn't I? How yeah. much love conquers all? It does, dude. Love is the strongest thing in this world, bro. It love, is, but so is hate. And that's the Because that's it's the, the other side. Uh, it's, you know, everything is a catch-22 in this life, man. It really is. Nothing, is. nothing is straight up. I feel like you have to hate as many people as you love to balance it out. Absolutely. You know why, right? Because gods are immortal men. And men are mortal gods. Damn. Ooh. We cannot, that's ours. <laughs> we cannot, like, decipher that. And that's why we want something so intangible to us, which is power. Mm-hmm. And we cannot touch it. Can't even get it. And soulfully, and maybe since I believe in reincarnation, we've all actually held it at one point. Yeah. And we something that we chase. We talked about that. And I think about that a lot. That conversation we had about like reincarnation and shit. No one wants to die, but everyone has a curiosity of death. Yes. Like that's why I believe in depression and shit. Some people curiosity of death is just a little bit more intense than mm-hmm. other people's. Even happy people think about death. Oh yeah. There's no way you could. Even the most happiest person. Now would you consider that depression? 
No. You just can't say it because you see me over here in the darkness doing this, that. And I'm thinking about death, that I'm the, I'm the most depressed person. And so is the motherfucker who's hang gliding right now. What they're thinking about death in that moment that, that, that they're hang gliding, you know? Everyone has coping mechanisms, but everyone thinks about death. Some people just really think about it in the most intense way, and they actually want to experience. Some people think about doing dope, and some people just do dope. Yeah. I never understood those people. The I never wanted people that do dope? I when I say when I think of dope, I mean like <laughs> I think like heron and uh, heron, heron and uh, <laughs> the methadone. But like I mean, you know, my I've, mom did crack cocaine. I grew up very rough. My mom did a lot of shit, so I've seen a lot. Sold a lot of drugs. Did a lot of shit. You know what I mean? See, but my bro- my brother sold the crack, and uh, I I was I was around the time where. Uh, you know, we're still making fun of Bobby Brown for doing crack, which we never should have done. You know, we shouldn't have made fun of Whitney for doing crack, you know. We uh, miss, I mean, I feel like if anyone does those types of drugs, they're open for making fun of. It's just, I, you know, I really. It's definitely a choice, bro. I, it definitely is a choice. been through it, bro, like I'm telling you, bro, I used to get so. I, my mom, my mom, you know, she went through a lot. I, I seen her get her shit together, you know, before she died. But, bro, like, I had to, like, I was like. Eight, probably like eight or nine. I go to my mom like, don't you fucking love us? Like, look at how we're living. It took for me a kid to just turn around and point at the house and be like, look at how we look at how we're living. And for a split second, she was like, you know. But then it was like, fucking kid, who the fuck are you? You know, it was just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, you know, how back to the hood shit. But like, I was like, look at how we're living. I said, like, don't you, don't you love us? That rock, man. Like, damn, man. Rock, man. Don't you it's love always it? some sort of crack, rock crack. that's tearing apart families. It's either oil and eye rock or crack rock. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and on that note... Oh, I'm sorry. Too political for the show? I just got to get my catchphrase in. Uh, hey, thank you, man, it. for being on this show. Thank you guys for having me, man. Good episode. This was a great... This was... A very nice, relaxing episode. Yeah, yeah, right? No one at each other's throats. <laughs> and you know what it is? The tequila instead of the four loco. Yeah, we got to drink tequilas for season three. I'll, I'll find this bottle. I'll see if they have it at Total Wine. And then I'll just have that as that our, be our podcast uh, bottle. Yeah. We learned our lesson. That's the, that's the theme of season two is... Don't drink Four Locos. Because we don't want Four Loco as a sponsor anymore. They're just banging out Four Loco. It's $1.98 for a reason. Bro, it's, it's, it's dangerous, bro. You <laughs> know what I used to drink those? And I used to drink Twisted Teas, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those so jacked up. If I can get a can <laughs> of something for, at 14% ABV <laughs> and it's like $2. I'll say, deal. Take that. Can, yeah. Count me in. Whenever, whenever I go to Hermano's, it's one of my favorite spots to go to downtown. I look at their menu and I compare their ABV to the price point to the size of the glass. If I can get an 8 to 10% mm-hmm. in a 13-ounce, 16-ounce glass... For five to six dollars, that's where you go. Like they'll have the twelve percent for seven dollars, but it's in a ten ounce glass. And then you're like, eh, you know, give me the extra three ounces for two dollars less. It's it evens out, you know. Wow. So when I see fourteen percent tall boy can for two dollars, I'm buying that. Fucking <laughs> I'll blame you, bro. I would do. I would. I would I'll blame you. Yeah. Last episode that just released, we had tax talk with Colin. Now we got 
booze economics with Colin. Let's go. <laughs> so many different segments for this. <laughs> life hacks. Life hacks with Colin. Just put it all in one uh, category. Yeah, I'll log into our uh, Instagram and do a reel of me at Hermanos talking about the different beers and which ones to get based on that economic <laughs> factor. Nice. I feel like that would pop. People love people love APVs. Bro, and yeah. put it on fucking TikTok, bro. Hell yeah. People will love that. Thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in. Uh, thank you to Trey you. for doing the show. Thank, thank you, you guys for hosting for us. Man, thank you, thank guys you for, for hosting us. us. We had a different environment. I think that helped, too. Yeah, switch you it know? up a little bit. Switch it up. To, that's, that's what I was saying. We don't have to worry about the neighbors, because I live in an apartment complex. Yeah, so it's like neighbors. Them niggas when, be loud sometimes. Yeah, but when it gets late, it's like, I don't want us to be loud. Cause, like, so y'all got to be like, everything. all right, guys. We got all some late night shit. Everyone so in there sounding sexy. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. 106, the cool breeze here. Play some D'Angelo, bro. some music, soul child. <laughs> but right now, we're going to play some Aaliyah for you guys. Yeah, bro. Everybody's sounding sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we record two episodes in one day, and our second episode, we're just like really tired, and we do sound like that. It's like, <laughs> all right, what's going on by Marvin Gaye? Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. All right, and on that note, we'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Kiss your kids, kiss your wife, uh, pay your taxes, or don't. I live dangerously. I don't know. I don't want to encourage people to not hey, pay Wesley their taxes. Snipes was Blade, and that oh dude did God. not pay his taxes. I love if Blade. Wesley. Doesn't pay his taxes. I don't pay my. Taxes. I love Wesley Snipes. I was I was in the kitchen while Blade was being played, and you know I I love Blade. Great movie, but pay your taxes. You know we don't need more people in jail or indoor prison. You know take care of your business. Tell everyone in your life that you love them because life is not guaranteed. So. For C Money, Trey with a three, Gabe, Benny, G. See you later. Bye.